Episode 7, Lucky 7. Wow, mind blown. Will artificial intelligence kill content marketing? I feel this episode is one of those, one of those conversations that I'm going to look back on in a few years' time and go, yeah, I thought that was going to happen. We're going to find out, should we even be bothering producing content with the imminent robot takeover? Should I even be doing this podcast? Can't I just get a robot to do this for me in a few months or years time? I don't know. We'll find out the future of artificial intelligence and content creation, how businesses can use AI, artificial intelligence, practically now. And we find out how long does it take for an AI computer to master space invaders, plus much, much more. You'll find this one really really, really interesting. If you do, please don't forget to leave us a review, preferably five stars on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play or wherever. And don't forget to go and subscribe for free updates, regular giveaways and a whole heap of other fun stuff at thelocationstation.com. Prepare to have your mind blown. Enjoy. Welcome to The Location Station, where we learn from extraordinary marketers and business owners about all the latest location-based marketing tactics and technologies, so you can attract and retain more customers near your business or brand. I'm your host, Dave Eddy. I'm extremely grateful for your time and attention today, so let's get cracking. Today's guest is Paul Reitzer. How are you, Paul? I'm doing great, Dave. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on the show. Now, Paul is the founder and CEO of PR2020, which is a Cleveland-based inbound marketing agency. And in fact, I think one of the very first HubSpot agency partners, or, or the first, was it? We, yeah, we were the first back in 2007. Wow. Okay. So um, you're a guy that's, that likes to keep ahead of the curve then. He's, he's, also, <laughs> <laughs> he's also the author of two books, The Marketing Performance Blueprint and The Marketing Agency Blueprint. Uh, he's spoken at industry-leading events like Content Marketing World, which is where I uh, discovered him and got my mind blown by his topic on, uh, uh, I think it was called Content Marketing in the Machine Age, and, uh, and yeah. he rattled off, yeah. Um, I remember leaving that session and thinking, wow, <laughs> uh, where, where is the world headed? Um, our topic today um, is around marketing uh, and, and artificial intelligence and if it's going to kill content marketing. And... I walked out of that room at, at, at uh, Content Marketing World in Cleveland thinking, whoa, <laughs> i got to rethink stuff. <laughs> so Paul's consulted for hundreds of organizations from uh, startups to Fortune 500 companies. Uh, he's been recognized as smart biz- uh, by smart business as an innovation um, in, uh, in Business Rising Star, and he's been featured in a heap of other publications, and he's kind of... Paul's a guy that keeps ahead of the curve with with marketing and and artificial intelligence. He's even the founder of uh, the Marketing Artificial Intelligence Institute. So I think we're going to learn a fair bit from you today, Paul. Mate, would you just, um, I've given given our audience just a little bit of uh, insight into you. Would you just uh, give us a bit of an overview of, of, of what you do and what you're up to right now? Yeah, I mean that was that pretty much covers it. <laughs> the, you know, the majority of my time is actually still spent running a marketing agency. So we do uh, lead generation, nurturing, conversion for clients heavily in the B two B space. Mm-hmm. And with our early entry into marketing automation, uh, due to the partnership with HubSpot, we did sort of get out ahead of the curve there. And then partially as a byproduct of that, I have just always been looking at kind of what's next. And I'm always fascinated by different technologies and 
I kind of latched on to artificial intelligence back in 2011, 2012, when mm-hmm. IBM Watson was winning on Jeopardy and um, <laughs> started trying to connect the dots to what it was going to eventually mean to marketing. And you know, here we are today, we decided to start kind of telling the story of artificial intelligence and figuring it out because we, we don't know where it's going. And um, so we yeah. thought, let's start talking about it and writing about it and yeah. get the conversation going. Now, um just a thought is 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 it is it even worth us having this conversation can we just uh, a robot's going to have this podcast interview for us in a couple of months anyway <laughs> <laughs> nothing is going to happen that fast okay. there's there there will be disruption within the marketing industry but in the near future that any of us can reasonably predict mm. it's going to do nothing more than augment what we do as marketers it is it's not going to replace marketers Got it. Okay, so that's that's what I want to dig in dig into today. Um, you know, what is what is artificial intelligence? How does it affect us as business owners? And and for the theme of our podcast, um, uh, specifically location based businesses and, and small businesses as well. Um, and and to figure out, okay, uh, how how do we leverage AI now? Um, and what do we need to look out for? Um, how do we plan for the future with our content marketing? So can we just start, Paul, with, um, uh, could you give us a, a basic overview of like what we're actually talking about when we say artificial intelligence? Sure. Yeah, it, it is a term you get, you hear thrown around so much. And in the marketing space, it hasn't been as, as much. It's really a, a term and technology that's been relevant in Wall Street and logistics, mm-hmm. transportation and Manufacturing, like you hear about it with Teslas and autonomous vehicles and Surrey on your iPhone and Alexa with Amazon, like all of these things are artificial intelligence technologies. And mm-hmm. and really what it means is making machines smarter. It's, it's pretty much what it comes down to. Yeah. And the simplest way to look at it is all software we use as marketers or have used is code written by humans. It's, it's a human sitting there saying, if this happens, then do that. Mm-hmm. And Black and white. Uh, zero yeah, like ones. if... if yep. Right. And if you set up like marketing automation rules, like if they download this ebook, send them these three emails. Uh, if they look at these five pages, give them this lead score. Like it is us telling the machine what to do and then the machine does it. Mm-hmm. Artificial intelligence, the machine figures out what's to do, what to do on its own. Mm-hmm. So that's the, the terms you'll often hear that are all part of this AI umbrella are machine learning, deep learning, cognitive computing, image recognition, robotics. They're all kind of in that AI spectrum, yeah. but generally speaking, it is, it's computers doing things at superhuman levels for very specific tasks, yeah. you know, yeah. it, it purpose built to do one specific thing. Got it. And so, and so what are some specific examples of how AI is being used? Um, you mentioned a couple there, but in content marketing right now, um, what, what's, what's available um, at the moment on the market? The, the entry point for a lot of people is something called natural language generation. And what that means is actually, we call it machine assisted content. So the, the most um, tangible example is the Associated Press. When they write their earnings reports, they're actually written 100% by machines. Got it. So the Associated Press published used to publish 300 earnings reports a quarter. They take the financial results, they write up a three to 500 word article and it goes on the wire. Mm-hmm. They now do 3,000 a quarter, all written by machines. Mm-hmm. So if you have data, like if you're an organization that has uh, internal reports, marketing reports, financial reports, whatever you tell a story with using data, mm-hmm. 
you can use natural language generation technology to automate that process. You basically teach the machine how to write that story, you give it the words and the logic, and it will actually then write that story at scale. So data-driven content is actually an entry point for many organizations. Got it, got it. So, uh, so the, the machines can't, at this point, the machines can't produce stuff, content reports without uh, without data to pull pull from, does this mean that like that the brands and the, the businesses with the most sort of raw data from a content marketing perspective, um, the businesses with the data can produce more and better automated content, or or when when will machines be able to actually create like uh, out of nothing, out of thin air, think think for themselves? Uh Really good questions. So <laughs> AI, the, the fuel of artificial intelligence is data. So regardless of whatever application it is, this is why it is largely an enterprise play right now. Yeah. Because it's the, to, to for the machine to get smarter, for it to predict which emails people will open or which ads people will click on or which channel to push content through or which headline to write, it needs data to to learn from. So the more emails you send, the more contacts you have in your database, the more first party data you have access to, mm -hmm. the quicker you can train machines to learn at a, at a faster rate than humans and then do something with it. Got it. So that's why a lot of the applications have been built for bigger companies is because data fuels the development of AI. Yeah, yeah. Now what's happening is there's a lot of movement towards like open sourcing the algorithms that companies are using. So people like Facebook and Microsoft and Amazon and Google, they're all opening up their AI technology. And then you can actually benefit from the whole network of data. So it's starting to kind of trickle down and tools are becoming available to smaller so this, and middle market businesses. Does this practically look like, uh, for example, Google opening up their, um, their data for us to be able to write automated reports on their analytics or AdWords reports, for example? Yeah, like that's a, a really good uh, entry point for a lot of people would be Google Analytics reports. So like for us, for a year and a half, we've actually been writing our analytics reports for clients using natural language generation technology. That's so so cool. all you, yeah, all you do, there's we a We waste so called, much time on that crap. <laughs> yeah, it's immense. And we went from probably five to seven hours a month per client to about 30 minutes. Wow. Um, yeah. So what you do is the, the company we use is called Automated Insights. There's yeah. two other players, um, PaveIQ and Narrative Science are the, the three that I'm familiar with. Um, but you connect your Google Analytics account to their platform, and then they've created the template narratives already for Google Analytics reports. So you literally click a button, and you have a seven-page report of everything that happened on your site and why it happened. And uh, how intelligent though is uh, other reports? Does it just sort of you know explain our bounce rate was this, our um, top landing pages are X, Y, and Z, or does it really give like? intelligent insights around what's happening with with the data uh to date it has largely been as intelligent as a human makes it so okay. you, you you are basically training it what to say um but we're getting to a point now where like if you go into your google analytics account right now there's something called assistant in there and mm -hmm. assistant is actually trying to recommend actions to you yeah. based on what it knows to be best practices so the machine starting to learn on its own 
is that next phase. And there's a really cool example that I, I love, and I may have told this story at Content Marketing World, but <clears throat> Google bought a company called DeepMind um, yeah. for about $500 million. DeepMind uh, had created a technology that learned how to play 1980s Atari games. <laughs> and so if you played Space Invaders as a kid, like, you know, you have the little spaceship going along the bottom, and you're trying to shoot the, the mothership and all these things. Uh -huh. It took... Uh, it took it, its artificial intelligence and it let it play Space Invaders and it did not teach it how to play. All it taught it was to get a higher score. That was mm -hmm. the goal. And so the first time it played, it got killed the first three shots. <laughs> they let it run on a MacBook Air or MacBook Pro or whatever overnight. They come back eight hours later and the computer was winning Space Invaders in ways that humans had never even conceived of. No. When was this? How, how long ago is this? Uh, there's a great YouTube video on it. If you just search yeah, right. Google DeepMind Atari um, or DeepMind Atari, it, you'll see it's like a six-minute video of the founder, Demis, telling the story. It's awesome. Yeah, um, wow. okay. we'll link that up in the show notes. Yeah, probably about three years ago. Um, wow. So it, that's fundamentally what we're talking about. When, a when we say a machine getting smarter than a human, the machine can process all the ways to do something far faster than we ever could. And if you give it enough power and enough data, it will actually figure out paths to do these things that humans have not. And it, it is actually starting to be done in content creation. Um, yeah. IBM Watson actually created a movie trailer. Um, there, was a, there was something last week about a song that was actually created by artificial intelligence. There was um, a company called Perseido that actually will, the machine will write subject lines and add copy. Um, Facebook automatically creates ad copy for you based on your yeah. Facebook page content. And, and all of that recommends ads and uh, yep. recommends ads based on what they think people will engage with and stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's all artificial intelligence. Cool. And so, okay. So right now it seems like this is a, an enterprise, big business type, um, type thing. How soon is it going to trickle down to like, uh, automated insights? Is that something that, uh, that any business can take advantage of? at the moment it is and they're actually one of the those kind of initial points where you start to see the market trickling down right. so their technology was previously largely an enterprise technology outside of their google analytics product which was 500 a month mm -hmm. they released earlier this year or late last year um you can now it's like a SaaS product for 250 dollars a month you can plug your data in and tell up to a thousand narratives so if, wow. you, if you have financial reporting or, you know, whatever kind of data you want to tell a story around, you can actually go in and for 250 months subscribe and start building your own narratives. Right. So the, or straight away, the, the, the question that I have, and I'm sure a lot, of, a lot of our listeners are thinking, wow, I spend a ton of time creating content right now and it's a bit of a pain. I don't have time for it. And, and it's tough. Like there's, it's, it's time consuming, uh, you know, I've got better better uses of my time than than writing blog posts or, or doing videos. How soon until we can create systems for our businesses that can do a lot of this stuff for us? Like, and yeah, what, what, what's what's your thoughts on that? Uh, not in the near future. I mean, you can do curation and like yeah. like a company called Scoop It. I was just talking with the founder of Scoop It yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, they have a curation tool where it's using elements of artificial intelligence to surface the best content and then kind of recommend things for you to do and what to promote when. And so it's it's pulling pieces of it. So you could have 
access to tools now that could make you more efficient. But in terms of actually replacing us and the need to write original content, it, it's it's really not in the foreseeable future. No, so it's a few years off at least. Yeah. You'll, now, Paul, you're, you're way ahead of the curve with this stuff, so I just need you to promise us that when it does start happening, you'll let us know, okay? <laughs> if you, if you follow Don't, the keep me in the loop. AI, yeah, the Marketing AI Institute, that's, that's why we created that institute. It was like we're trying to figure this out ourselves and we realized that just there's nowhere to turn so we're like well let's just create a site that talks about this and tells the story through the lens of the people who are actually building the technologies and maybe somehow along the way we'll actually figure out what's going on and what to do next yeah yeah god yeah so in, in terms of like uh, a question i have is around google and search marketing so uh, obviously we're seeing more and more in in the search results uh, Google giving us the the zero result, you know, position zero, which is the the knowledge graph, and we're able to ask Google with by typing or by voice uh, questions, and it just answers them in the search results. Right, and that's that that seems to be happening more and more. Um, is this is this going to uh, how's how's artificial intelligence going to affect how we get our sites indexed in in Google and like. Is it how, how do we optimize for that? How do we how do we take advantage of Google knowing um, knowing the answer and you know suddenly position three in the search results is useless? Yeah, it, it's a fascinating question, um, and I, I don't know that anybody really has that answer yet because yeah. what we do know is the number three factor in terms of how things rank is actually a, a something called rank brain, rank brain which yeah. is yeah, which is Google's AI algorithm. Um, the trick behind that is the, the engineers that originally built it don't even really know how it determines what to, <laughs> to present. Because once an AI starts getting smarter and smarter on its own, it can take in all kinds of factors. Like once someone clicks on it, how long do they spend on the site? How many other pages do they look at? Like they can look at the quality of that click because they have access to endless data. Every site that has Google Analytics installed, they can draw from that data to to make the algorithm more intelligent. So it starts to do all this stuff on its own and figure out new paths. So we know it's enormously important. And then you mentioned voice search, which is probably the future of search. Mm. Um, that is AI, like a, a machine, the, your phone or your computer has no idea how to interpret human language. It doesn't out of the box know words. Mm. So it uses something called natural language processing to understand the context of what you're asking. So when you ask Surrey something or if you ask Google something, it's actually an AI technology that's that's uh, figuring out what the words mean and then trying to guess at the context of what you're asking based on where you are, what you've previously asked. So when you talk about location based, yeah. so much of the search intent, is, it, so much of the search results is going to be based on intent and location and yeah. a bunch of other factors that they're using AI to figure out. They're, Google's former head of artificial intelligence is now the head of search. Like they're, they're so invested in AI. There was a, a great article recently, and I think it was Inc. with Sundar, the, the CEO of Google, and he said it's AI everything everywhere. Like we are an AI company. Everything we do is now powered by AI. Wow. Yeah, cool. And so and what are, what are some of the tools that we can, like as business owners now and, and with our podcast, we, we're obviously – 
talking with a, a location-based um, lens. Uh, what, are, what are some of the tools that we can check out now to, if not use them in our content marketing right now, be aware of them and just keep an eye on them um, uh, for when, when they're going to become useful and, and accessible? Yeah, I mean, I'd mentioned automated insights. That's a good starting point from a natural language generation standpoint. Is Certainly, that a, is that a police at, car? Did, uh, uh, is someone after uh, you? Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're downtown right above a main road. So, uh, yeah, yeah they, they heard me talking about AI. <laughs> yeah, right. They're after you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, you can look at those tools like PayBiQ, I mentioned, is another really affordable, approachable product to, to automate. Google Analytics, um, you know, to better analyze that stuff. Pave, you can look Pave, at, uh, yeah, uh, Pave IQ, P-A-V-E, IQ. Yeah. IQ, Narrative Science is another natural language generation one. Um, you have tools like Scoopit, uh, which is, again, curation and content management. Um, Boom Train is actually one we're featuring today on the blog. They're doing fascinating stuff. Most of them are doing things around personalization and, like, really intelligent automation. What they're trying to do is make you more efficient and productive. They're, they're not trying to replace what you're doing. Um, so those are just a few of the ones to look at. But what you're going to find is there, there's a ton of these like purpose-built tools that are getting 10, 20 million in funding. They're all going to get bought. Like None of these are standalone products in the future. No. And all the major platforms like HubSpot, Marketo, and Eloquent Salesforce, they're all going to have to, you know, continue to buy up these AI companies and augment what they're able to do. Yeah, because and 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 your Googles and Facebooks, they've got the they've got the eyeballs, they've got the audience. You know, um, whatever whatever a startup's going to create in this space, they're going to figure it out as well. So they may as well just buy them. Yeah, and it's really really hard to find the talent to build these things. There's a lot of really great articles coming out like wired magazine just did an article about it um it, it is a it's a if there was competition for programmers like traditional programmers the competition for people to know how to build this stuff warps that i yeah right i i uh, a client of mine actually was telling me uh he, he runs a law firm here in australia and he was telling me about this uh they've got an AI judge in I think it was the Netherlands like a judge making decisions on I don't know if it if it's doing real cases but making decisions on real on court cases uh, the, the the implications are endless like you could literally take any industry and yeah. you could look at ways to become more efficient and accurate yeah. <laughs> with AI it's terrifying in some cases but we try not to focus on that part <laughs> that's it and, and I'm sure you know that uh, even like self-driving cars, for example, there's a lot of uh, a lot of businesses out there that are going to get completely disrupted by that, or or that, or it's going to help them because they don't have to pay humans to drive trucks or, or whatever it is um, for their fleets. But uh, like this AI thing's a whole another level because it could potentially once robots get smarter than this, uh, you know what, what's going to happen? It, it is a bit scary, but. I'm on the same side as you. I'm, I'm kind of more excited. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the key is not to get overwhelmed by it. It's just to, like the way I look at it is if you have a repetitive task, like a manual task that you hate doing, that's data-driven or that's just mm -hmm. really repetitive, it's pretty podcast. safe to, 
<laughs> podcast, I think it'd be really tricky because they computers suck at doing interviews. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of assume that that is going to be disrupted in the not too distant future if it already if there already isn't technology to do it. So it's it's time to like start taking you know a log of the things you have to do as a marketing as a marketer or as a marketing team. And just start educating yourself on what tech might be out there that could make you more efficient and drive Got performance. Got it. And and I guess I guess like something something that's um, comforting I guess like is the way that I see a lot of content marketing going from a social perspective is uh, more documenting what's going on within a brand or a business like uh, Instagram Stories or Facebook Live, and that's very much person to person and very hard to automate and very hard to uh, systemize because it's it's so raw. Um, and so I guess from that perspective, when we're marketing to humans, there's always going to be that human connection. And there's always going to be that uh, that part of us that wants to connect with humans and doesn't want to see an auto- automatically written um, blog post. So, uh, so I guess the message here uh, I'm getting from you, Paul, is uh, for, for business owners and brands out there is AI is not going to kill human, human content marketing, but it's definitely going to help the process along and make things easier and, uh, and, uh, quicker to, to produce and promote. Yeah, it'll, it'll definitely make it more efficient and it, it'll change it. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's not going to take our jobs away in the near future. <laughs> Got it. Cool, cool. So, Paul, we're, we're almost out of time. We're, we're almost up to uh, the part of the show that I didn't tell you about, but it's uh, <laughs> it's um, we do 14 quickfire questions to get to know you personally a little better. Before we hook into those, is there anything else you want to mention about AI and, and content marketing and how, how it's going to affect things uh, moving forward? No, I think, like I said, it's we're, we're just all trying to figure it out. The, yeah. You know, the, the Marketing AI Institute was built to do that because we, we just don't know and, and the story needs to be told. And, you know, I thought about writing a book about it and then I just realized the story is going to change by the time a book would come out. Like it, <laughs> it, It's happening so fast that I'm not even sure a book is the right format to try and tell the story. Yeah, and you don't have enough data about it yet to get a robot to, to write the book. <laughs> That's right. I'm waiting for the, for the robot to write. <laughs> so we're going to hook into the personal <clears throat> personal questions, which is one of my favorite parts of, of the show. Um, so we've got 14 quickfire questions. Uh, you've got the maximum of five seconds to answer each one. You have to answer them yourself. As you can't use automated insights to do it. Um, are you ready? Really cool. So, Paul, where did you go to high school? St. Ignatius in Cleveland, Ohio, which is actually known as a football powerhouse. They won a number of national championships. I did not play football, though. <laughs> got it. What was your first job and why didn't you stick to it? Uh, first job out of school was at a PR agency and I stayed there until I started my own. So just wanted to see my own vision through. Awesome. What has been your biggest screw up in business to date? Uh, I have to tell you, I actually cheated. I saw these questions, so I, I thought about this one. Oh, really? I have, well, it was in your call notes. Like the oh, notes. damn it. I did see them. I've got to get rid of those. I want to surprise people. <laughs> yeah, and that one, nothing actually sticks out. Like, I've thought about it. And it I look at everything as a learning experience. So the thing is, as long as you go in knowing you're going to learn and you're going to fail, it, 
I don't really see anything as like big mistakes or screw ups. They're just, they were all opportunities to learn something. Oh, I love that. I love that view. I, I feel the exact same way. And what are you most proud of? Uh, I think our team, like, you know, I've always said, I, the thing I take pride in about what we've built, I've had the agency for 11 years now. It's always been hiring and developing phenomenal people. Awesome. And what are you most excited about at the moment? Need I ask? Yeah, it would definitely be artificial intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your favorite band or musician? Uh, there's a band out of ten, uh, Memphis, Tennessee called uh, One Less Reason. And it's kind of, it's like a rock band if you're an 80s music band. It's almost like a monster ballads of the 80s kind of rock band, but I'm a big Wicked. fan of theirs. Wicked. And rate your own singing voice out of 10. Oh, one. T- terrible. It's one of the things I always wished I could do, but I cannot <laughs> sing at all. Do you want to, I, I feel like, I feel like you're probably scoring yourself a little bit tough. Do you want to give us a bit of a demo and, I, and I'll rate uh, you out of 10? I literally got nothing. I can promise you'd give me a zero. I was generous. With <laughs> what is your favorite food? Uh, I eat turkey sandwiches like five days a week. I don't know if it's my favorite. It's just my staple. Got it. Yeah. Easy. Uh, describe the last picture you remember taking on your phone. My kids dancing in front of the Christmas tree. <laughs> What? Jesus, oh, this is almost Christmas. What? What's one habit you have that you'd love to change? Uh, I don't. I always say like I don't do the little things enough. Like there's just there's so many things I would like to do better. Um, and, and I think finding time to to actually do those things um, would be better. Yeah, we'll just automate them. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? <laughs> Uh, I, this quote from Seth Godin, I went to a talk of his in 2011, uh, and, and somebody asked him, how do you, how do you, are you so creative all the time? And he said, I practice staring into the abyss. So for me, that was, that, that definitely was like sounds this, like something he'd say. <laughs> yeah. It's just like this, this not being afraid to not know where you're going or what's next. I think. Yeah. What's been the happiest day of your life so far? I mean, it's the cliche wedding day plus the birth of my two kids. I, I don't know that you can pick one or the other. Well, you have to pick one. That's the question. <laughs> wedding day because it started the other two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and the final question, what do you love most about yourself? I, I would say where I came from. I, you know, I had an interesting place I grew up, amazing family and friends, and I think it made me who I am, and I'm, I'm content with that, so I, I think, you know, where I came from. Awesome. Cleveland, represent. Yeah, yeah, 2-1-6. <laughs> <six>. Paul, <laughs> Paul uh, I just want to thank you heaps for, for coming on. Like, uh, this artificial intelligence topic is just, I find it fascinating. I'm so excited to see where it goes. And, um, I just, yeah, want to commend you for the work that you're doing and with the Institute and, um, helping keep business owners and brands and people in general ahead of the curve with this stuff, because it's the, it's the future. Um, and yeah, I I really appreciate it. Um, is there any, uh, any way that in particular that people can connect with you? Yeah, I mean, Twitter is easy. Just Paul Ratzer, last name is R O E T Z E R. Yeah, I think LinkedIn is another great way. You know, reach out there. Let me know. You know, heard, right. heard me on the podcast and love to connect. 
Cool, cool, awesome. We'll definitely be. Uh, you, you get some followers out of this because I think a lot of people will be <laughs> excited to follow what you're doing and 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 uh, listen to where you think things are heading with AI. So, Paul, thanks again for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. It's fun. Cheers. Thanks, mate. some value out of it i hope so in return we'd love it if you could go and leave us a review on itunes stitcher google play or wherever just search the location station and don't forget to go and subscribe for free updates regular giveaways and a whole heap of other stuff fun stuff at thelocationstation.com and i'm not whispering because i want you to keep this podcast a secret please share with any business owner or marketer who you think will find our stuff valuable now go on Go and action some of the stuff that we learnt today. I'll see you on the next episode.